Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Jen. We are kicking off Pride Month with our very favorite guest, Tito. Tito! Yay! Yay, Tito! We are not going to tell you the topic right now because I believe that we pontificate about what we are going to talk about for like the first 10 minutes of the interview. So y'all are going in raw and just like we did. Yeah. Enjoy. Thank, thanks for joining us. What what have you been up to this this season? Because we know time by <laughs> podcast seasons, by seasons. here. <laughs> well, see, the last time we talked, I was traveling the country. That mm. is still the case. I don't have any roots yet. But I'm currently sitting in a place called Forestville, California, which is like five minutes away from Guerneville. It is exactly what it sounds like. I'm Lots of in the middle of a yeah i'm pretty much like in a adult cabin tree house that requires me to go up 120 steps to my front door oh shit oh no but the view is amazing there are no curtains in this house and big windows everywhere that sounds cool sounds beautiful yeah i'm in my windowless podcast studio (laughs) in philadelphia so i'm really jealous (laughs) (laughs) you failed to mention that guerneville is like the gay camping heaven of the bay area i, I, I did yeah it's um what's the equivalent to folks that go to lake havasu and play in the <laughs> fucking river like the gay version of that but less yeah. but fewer fewer motorized boats more like let me get high and have a mm. drink and float down the river with all the That's other gays ideal that sounds that like sounds heaven. amazing yeah yeah <laughs> I went. I went and visited there once with some some of my straight friends. <laughs> wow, were they immediately kicked out? Like we don't no. do straights here. <laughs> I mean, we went in the off season. There was really no one there. Mm. But it was. Cute. Yeah, have you been to the Yuba? You're closer to the Yuba. Mm-hmm. The Yuba is the fucking Yuba. awesome. I prefer the Yuba over. It's not a gay haven, though. <laughs> you know what? You'd be surprised. Us gays, we like to go out there sometimes. We're everywhere. We might surprise you. You know, I've been I've been surprised uh, living out here in the country. The amount of queer and polyamorous people that surround me. We're Y'all kinky over there. Mm. Mm-hmm-hmm. There's nothing else to do. What except to fuck each other? So. Other than each other <laughs> <laughs> and others <laughs> and everyone else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Tito, you've been on our podcast before. I think season one we talked about uh, queerness, sex- sexuality, and mm-hmm. season two we talked about kink. Both Ooh. great, fun episodes. We're running out of topics here, but uh, we figured <laughs> we'd have you on again. Impossible. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be back, that's for sure. That's why this this season we're going to be talking about gay havens. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just places to go if you're gay. <laughs> my house. Everybody, my house. Maybe that's a good topic. <laughs> Tito's been traveling the world. We can find out how queer-friendly... List the gayest places. <laughs> I mean, I won't spoil that, but I think we all know the answer. I I don't think we do. Well, that was very surprising. <laughs> is, it, 
Tito's vagina? Is that yes. the gayest place on earth? Actually, yes. Good. Glad figured it out. <laughs> I like that tagline. I think we should change Vermont's like motto to like Vermont, surprisingly gay. <laughs> 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 love it i just know new hampshire's tagline is live free or die which is oh. intense mm. Mm. live free or die trying would have been better <laughs> <laughs> no just die just die, just die. Free. <laughs> don't even try well then that's somewhere i don't want to go right now damn what's california's motto i don't know I'm, I'm looking look that it up. up. I actually don't know. <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh, Pennsylvania's is virtue, liberty, and independence. Whatever. <laughs> California's is just Eureka. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that is. one. It is Eureka. I love that. That's so cute. It. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Live free or die. Eureka. <laughs> Virtue, liberty, and independence. It's like, those are just Eureka! words. They're just nouns. It's not even a fucking motto. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, why don't we start to dig into the actual topic yes. <laughs> of this episode, <laughs> which is not state mottos or gay havens. Eureka. Gavens. <laughs> Eureka. It is... I'm going to use that for everything now. <laughs> <laughs> it is gender identity. Gender, yeah. gender, gender, gender. Jen, yeah. Jen likes gender because it has their name in it. I was named mm. after gender, actually. <laughs> that sucks for you because I know you're not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I rebelled. <laughs> so, Tito, why don't you just tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe your recent journey or your lifelong journey with gender identity or or I don't, give us some thoughts. Yeah, that's such a good question because I don't know. <laughs> Meaning... <laughs> I mean, a lot of times when people ask about like, you know, how do you identify, which I always love and appreciate the question. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to answer that because I don't really feel that I fall into any of the categories. And I don't mean, oh, I'm non-binary or I am she or he or they. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like any of those. Yeah. I just mm -hmm. feel like me. And mm -hmm. I haven't. I haven't really found what fits best for me yeah. in terms of identity. And so I love that there are all of these multiple, for lack of better terms, buckets and identities that people can move through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I but I don't identify with any of them. Mm -hmm. And, and, and part of that's just, maybe because I'm going through the journey, I'm trying to figure it out. And maybe at the end of the line, I will have something, but in my current state, I'm just, you know, I'm just Tito. I'm just <laughs> yeah. me. Just Tito. Totally. I think that's beautiful. And I really identify mm -hmm. with that, that gender is really like not, <clears throat> not important to who I am as a person. And I wish that people allowed for gender and sexuality and just human experience to be more expansive without having to put it in buckets. Like you said, like, um, you know, you yeah. don't have to label it to still be queer to still have a different, you know, non cis gender experience. So I, I like, I like that journey for you, Tito. 
approve. <laughs> thanks, thanks. But it's it's kind of not, hmm. you know, I, I, I don't want to come off at, with a sort of victim mentality. That's absolutely not the lens in which I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Just more of really expressing from, from my lens and maybe others can relate. You know, when people ask a simple question like, how do you identify? First of all, I think that that's so great that that's part of our language now, whereas that mm-hmm. never was before. But also, I don't have an answer. And so I default <laughs> to what's easiest, right, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is, I people have labeled me she and her. Yeah. And so I just go by that because it's the easiest thing to for people to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Which also brings me to another point, which I can parking lot this, but I've mentioned this in past podcasts with us. But there's mm-hmm. a difference between like allowing someone to self-identify versus labeling them. Mm-hmm. And it's a really important that you create space for people to label themselves, even if the label is, I'm just me, mm-hmm. or I mm-hmm. don't know. We have that responsibility to each other, which we, I don't think we have that in good practice as society. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I so, can say you definitely just identified yourself as a tech person with your little parking lot comment. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> totally got called out there. Do you feel dysphoric being called she, her, or they, them? Or, or would you, you know, what, what pronouns do you like? Or, or do you want to just be referred to as Tito, like Tito's going to the store? So to be honest, like that resonates with me, but being who I am, I, I understand that that's not easy for others. And, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm okay if someone identifies me as she or they. That's probably mm-hmm. the closest I can get to, but it's not, it doesn't 100% land. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as much dysphoria in language as I do in reflection. And I mean mm-hmm. that by the literal sense. Like, if I'm looking in the mirror, like, what does this feel like? And mm-hmm. if you both work with me and if you notice on zoom i'm always about here up right Mm -hmm. i'm never here like below that that for people that can't see you oh sorry that (laughs) is right right above like the armpit line and up right like i don't ever zoom out further than that and i it's funny that you're that we're talking about this because i just realized this two months ago so it was completely not intentional, but I was sitting in other meetings and the, my laptop was really further away from me and I saw my chest mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I was pissed or upset. I just didn't connect mm-hmm. in that visual mm-hmm. sense. And this is where it gets even more complicated. People always ask me, do you think about having top surgery? I think about it. Yeah. I'm also scared to do it because I, I like the sensation of mm-hmm. my, my chest being like, touched Mm -hmm. so it's it's a really weird place for me from so many different facets like i don't want a chest but i don't want to lose the sensation of my chest i also Mm -hmm. don't identify as she they him her identify as so it's it's a really kind of like tangled ball of yarn yeah yeah we don't have straight answers (laughs) 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 But, you know, have have you folks ever felt that way with parts of your body where, like, you love it and you also don't? Yeah. Or yeah. you do? I, yeah. Well, mine aren't really wrapped up in, mine aren't wrapped up in gender and more so in body image. 
uh, like societal beauty standards, I guess is what I would yeah. say. Mm. Yeah. I think mine's mine can sometimes be around gender, but it's also around like fat phobia a lot. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I, I think that those things are also intertwined, you know, like society says that like women look this way and yeah. if you are a woman and you don't like bad. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. So I do think there's some gender stuff in there as well. Well, I also wonder if there are almost societal expectations of like, oh, you know, Tito doesn't identify as a woman. Do you want to get top surgery? Like mm-hmm. that almost sounds like a different kind of societal expectation of what you should yeah. look like if you identify a certain way or you don't identify a certain way, which is just... only women have boobs. Everyone <laughs> else has no boobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to get a little tangential about society and how we've structured everything, this has nothing to do with the topic, but I'm just going to plug it in anyways. I Please. hate that people with breasts are required or are expected to wear a bra. I hate that. Like Mm -hmm. it it should be up to the woman's or the person's choice. I mean, it's not my problem that your husband can't keep his eyeballs at neck level just because I'm not (laughs) wearing a bra. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I really hate that. I, by the way, I haven't worn a bra in 20 years because fuck off. Like I do what I want, (laughs) but, but I just hate that. Anyways. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. I, I, I don't think it's tangential at all. Like I, I firmly do not believe that breasts are, are sexual. They're like part of someone's body and like feet or hands or mouths, like they can be sexual in a specific context, but like mm-hmm. they're not by default sexual. Um, and again, society has like made them so and has expected women to be like the keepers of morality and what is proper and like put your, put your body away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. But also, also have it out on display for people at certain <laughs> times. <laughs> there are a lot of rules and they change all the time and, and I can't yeah, keep up it's with really it. exhausting <laughs> to keep up with it <laughs> and also if you have to feed your children like fuck you <laughs> go into the bathroom <laughs> but like if you're gonna be in a lingerie ad like paste those everywhere <laughs> right like what the fuck and it all appeals back to at least in my mind like cis men and whatever their preferences is like yeah i want to see mm-hmm. boobs in in lingerie yes post it everywhere advertise it put it on billboards oh but mm-hmm. if you're feeding my kid that's not sexy so put it away go mm-hmm. somewhere else i don't want to see it it's so or other sure. men might be looking at my property well that's <laughs> that's your fucking problem and deal with the insecurity it's not it's yeah, not yeah. your partner's problem oh, for sure well you know what tito we can't ask that of the patriarchy <clears throat> i think they've got enough on their plate and <laughs> uh, policing fragile. everyone else's bodies and lives you know we gotta be <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when fragile people feel insecure, right? They have to please yep. everything. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're really busy, like, repealing Roe v. Wade and taking away other reproductive rights, so we should just be understanding of this. <laughs> so could you clue me in a little bit? Like, when you say that you're maybe wrestling with your gender identity or, like, trying to figure it out or unsure when people ask you questions, what exactly does that mean? Like... Is that trying out different pronouns and seeing how they feel? Is that like reading and researching? Like, what is that process like for you? There's not much out there that I can find in terms of research, which is kind of the disappointing and hard part. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's more of working on accepting that I don't feel like any gender, mm-hmm. not even non-binary. And I'm really trying to get more comfortable in, in kind of defining what the rules of engagement are for me and others in that sense. And I don't know what the answer is. Meaning if someone asks me, what's your pronoun? I want to be able mm-hmm. to give them a response that resonates with me and lands mm-hmm. safely with me. And I don't know what that is yet. And I love hate that I default to what's easy. If yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, she, her, cool. Like, why not? But does that really land? Yeah. Not really. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. off, but it's not, it's not hitting the target. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's it's also interesting to hear that like it <laughs> at least from my perspective sounds like one of your biggest struggles is like trying to provide a comfortable answer to other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like so worried yeah. about like providing an answer to what are your pronouns? Yeah, par- partially probably because I I just care about people generally. But yeah. if I'm taking ownership in how I want to lead the conversation, I need to give answers. I need to be able to have some guidelines in how people engage with me. Yeah, totally. And I yeah. don't have any of those yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is concerning care. And the other part is just advocating for myself as well by creating yeah. these guidelines of rules of engagement. It'll be interesting to watch and, and see if it's like one of those things where like, will you eventually land in a spot that feels comfortable for you or will you get comfortable with, with not knowing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that's a great question. I will also acknowledge that I'm a complete hypocrite too. I think about, <laughs> <How>? um, yeah. <laughs> Tell well, us more I too. About, <laughs> I have a lot of conflicts that I'm constantly just thinking about. It's just how my brain works. But one example is this is, this is not, uh, opportunity for me to get praise from you folks, just being very clear about that. But with, with the recent promotion, right, one, I'm very proud of it. But one of the things that I am very proud of too, which does not resonate to everything that I just said and shared with you is I think about, wow, I'm the only non-male. Maybe mm-hmm. it does resonate now that I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> I was going to say something to the fact of I'm the only non-male member of the sales leadership team now. Mm-hmm. But when I say that out loud, it actually does resonate because I'm not, I don't yeah. identify as a male. There you go. So <laughs> claps for Tito. Claps for Yay. Tito. Thank you for the therapy session. In my brain, it was akin to, in my brain, it was akin to, Oh, a woman in sales leadership role. Awesome. But mm-hmm. when I was saying it out loud to you, it was phrased. I'm not a male. I'm in mm-hmm. the first non-male in sales leadership. Mm -hmm. So that does resonate. Fuck yeah. That's a qualifier I like as well. I often talk about dating (laughs) non-men. Non-men. I think that's, (laughs) yeah, I think that's actually appropriate (laughs) because that language matters, right? Like words mean things and you want to be inclusive. And so I think Mm -hmm. that change of, for me too, that change of language is important. Yeah. For sure. So this is interesting to me because when you were telling us the story of your coming out and you're figuring out that you you liked women, it seemed, you know, not, not without trauma, but fairly straightforward. Like nothing ever seemed to fit for you. And then you kissed a girl and then it was like this, this, this forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but the the gender stuff seems to be coming a little bit not not as straightforward and easy. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, at least when you're growing up, you learn a little bit or you hear whispers of gay this, gay that. So you know what it means. You know it exists. When I was growing up, it exists, but it's a bad thing. So there's some yeah. sort of exposure. Mm-hmm. Me being in my 40s, I don't think up until recently that there was exposure on being able to question your own gender identity. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's very recent. Mm-hmm. And At least in the, the mainstream. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of fear behind that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's scarier than coming. Well, for me, I can't speak for others. For me, it's a bigger fear to uncover that than it was to come out as like a queer person yeah yeah for sure i get that i mean even recently there's been so so much pushback on gender non-conforming people like you know trans athletes and the bathroom Mm -hmm. stuff and the don't say gay bill that includes a lot of gender identity stuff like why do you why do you think the cis straighties find that so threatening (laughs) I mean, it's when, when you're ignorant to something and closed off to learning, things are mm-hmm. scary that you don't know about. And then you throw yeah. in like a bunch of variables like religious beliefs and fear itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a bad combination, especially if people are unwilling to have open dialogue about anything. Yeah, And yeah. We, all, we, we know how organized religion is. It's like their way or the mm-hmm. highway and that's it. So there's no room for discussion about anything. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also pushing a lot of rhetoric about how queer and trans people are grooming children and, you know, raping people in bathrooms and and basically just like a bunch of of scary boogeyman things to to freak people out about it, which is just not true. So if we peel back that just one more layer, how fucking (laughs) stupid is that? That they're scared that someone's going to go into the bathroom and rape someone. Imagine if I were a fully transitioned female to male passing mm-hmm. and I go into a bathroom, into the women's bathroom. Like that's yeah. the bathroom I'm, like that's the bathroom <laughs> that you're telling me I'm supposed to go in. Like we're good. You're yeah. not gonna give me some shit. Yeah, right. People would be like, Why are you in here? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, please leave. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And it's also like I'm reminded of all those kind of like news articles that are kind of silly, like how Republicans have actually like harassed people in bathrooms and sexually assaulted people in bathrooms <laughs> more so than any trans person has. It's like accuse the other side of that, which you are guilty. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, right. Tell them they're, they're sexually assaulting people. Uh, that, that'll be good. <laughs> I mean, not to get too far into the weeds or just to get, you know, too upsetting, but pedophilia and gay people are two very different things and they're mm-hmm. conflating the two and just using that as an excuse to be fear mongers. And I fucking hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Without any evidence. I mean, most moral panics are about this, like protect the children. What will we do with the children? And it's like, yeah, um, that's another whole them fucking better. topic that like <laughs> pisses me off. Protect the children. So let's force everyone to have babies and not have any medical care to support this or an infrastructure that helps mm-hmm. people that need it most support these kids. Yeah, everybody yeah. can fuck off around that. <laughs> yeah, don't ever talk about 
protecting yeah. children again unless you're going to provide a social safety net for children. <laughs> the thing is, I I think so much of that comes from a position of wanting to control your children. Yeah. Like a lot of the people that are worried that gay people are going to be grooming children think that they will have a meaningful say over their child's sexuality as long as they teach them the right things and yeah lead them on the right path then their kid will be straight and i i think y'all they I went to just... catholic school <laughs> yeah well obviously your mom just didn't try hard enough tito right <laughs> my mom's the shit don't you ever talk about my mother and neither did my mom and neither did your mom kaylee yeah. we're all clear <laughs> um yeah yeah like they they kind of think that children and adolescents are completely asexual or they have no gender identity or no understanding and that any mm-hmm. mention of it is gonna like ruin them but but children yeah. understand like that people get married. Children understand structures of families. Like they're part of them. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, they play house. They, you know, I mean, I, I, we started having like boyfriends and girlfriends at like 11 years old. Like, you know, dude, I had real, crushes like, when I was in kindergarten and preschool. Yeah. Me too. To my best friend, <laughs> Trisha. <laughs> and people are afraid of that. Like, yeah. you know, rather than, sh- than showing their children how, how to manage it and to be safe and how to, that they can come to them and process their feelings and that there, there are so many ways for people to exist and be in relationships. Mm -hmm. Like they just say, Nope, nothing, not at all. None. Zero. I don't understand. I'm not a parent. And so I can't pretend to know what it's like to be a parent, but I can say being a kid, a a queer kid, Mm -hmm. I don't understand. And I have a really hard time understanding supporting your kid like unless you're killing someone or hurting someone Mm -hmm. like why is it so hard to just love them unconditionally and just help them through help them find their path not not define their path but help them as they're starting to figure themselves out i think that's the most loving thing one can do but yet that's so hard for some yeah i mean there's a lot of reasons i think like some of it is like i said before about morals and religion and control i i think some parents too you know if if they grew up when when you did and they saw so many gay people struggling with their lives because they weren't accepted by society uh they're probably thinking of that when their kid is coming out and i don't think that's right and i think it's a more supportive and and beautiful and loving action to lead with like kindness and (laughs) acceptance but I know for a lot of my friends' parents that have had negative reactions, it was not based on religion, but based on fear that their child is going to be, like, I guess, ostracized by society. I think that's a great point because my mom brought it up as well. But the difference Mm -hmm. here is it's being vulnerable and being honest. Like, hey, this is hard for me because I don't want the world to harm you versus Mm -hmm. don't be that thing. This is only a phase. And what are you doing? Yeah. You know. Um, well, and then, you know, as you said earlier, like I, I think people questioning their their gender identity has become a lot more common in the last few years and yeah. I think that when when parents see their children doing that, like you see some examples of of acceptance and and help and love, but I think it really honestly scares the shit out of a lot of parents because they don't yeah. understand it at all. It scares the shit out of the the child too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're so right. And I think if you people just looked a tad harder, they would see that shame 
rarely ever changes people. Like you cannot, you cannot shame your child out of being queer or gay or mm -hmm. trans or, or any of that. Like if that worked, no one would be queer. <laughs> like we would right. all be shamed into being straight and it would be so easy. So <laughs> like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even get them what they want, which is a not queer child. It just gets yeah. them right. a very sad, depressed queer child. Possibly suicidal just to mm -hmm. be real. Right. And is it worth it? to have your kid ponder about like, are they worth it to you in life or whatever the reason may be to think mm -hmm. about ending their life? Like, no, it's your kid, man. Yeah, well, yeah. that's just my lens. I am not a parent. Again, that's just how I assume. <laughs> no, but we've all had parents and been kids. <laughs> so that's a good point, Jen. We have all had parents. <laughs> yeah. We know what that's like. <laughs> so I know you've said that you are kind of still struggling through this and haven't figured anything out really other than what you figured out live on the podcast, <laughs> Thank which you is very much. cool. Thank Breaking you for news. that. <laughs> Tito is a not man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any advice for people questioning their own gender identity? Yeah. The, the only thing I can say is really be gentle with yourself and it's okay to not know. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's okay to sit exactly where they are in the moment. And you don't have to subscribe to anything that doesn't feel right. That's advice for myself too. <laughs> yeah. But really just like, who fucking cares? You know, <laughs> like just be a good human and who, like everything else is secondary. And it's okay that you do know. It's okay that you change your mind the next day. It's okay if you don't know, which is where I sit. Yeah. Mm. Just be gentle. I think we need to make that sound bite into a little like uh, tape player that plays on repeat <laughs> while you sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the Omelette du Fromage uh, um, episode of Dexter's yeah. Lab. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> It'll, it'll, you just listen to it while you sleep and you slowly absorb that message <laughs> <laughs> and you can speak French. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Always wanted to speak French. So finally, how do you think we could be more inclusive of gender identity in sex education? I mean, I think that's a big question because I also don't think a lot of people are comfortable with understanding some of these concepts that like many different bodies and identities can have periods. If we're using that example mm -hmm. and getting used to that language and getting used to men being able to have periods and men being able to get pregnant, that's the thing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and being able to delineate between sex and gender, that's important to understand too. And yeah. just the language that we use, not have it, this is table stakes, but not binary language in sex education. When the yeah. man inserts his penis <laughs> in the woman's vagina, like, yeah, you know, just being really mindful of language is a really good start. But I think even before that, it takes a really good coach or teacher to understand and subscribe to the fact that there are many genders and there's also no genders mm -hmm. if that's how people want to identify. Yeah. I I have a theory that in time, I don't know how much time, but I think we are going to see the way that we collectively speak about things like this and sometime Shift. in the future. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know that the, 
you know, definitions of, of male and female or man and woman, whatever, will, will necessarily go away. But I think that our binary way of talking is going to definitely start being less and less the mainstream and, and we're going to have a lot more language to talk about this. And I think speaking for all cisgendered people, <clears throat> I, <laughs> uh, I, I do think that it can feel kind of scary to enter into these discussions because you don't want to fuck up and mm -hmm. make someone feel bad, uh, particularly when there's like so much to learn about and, and learn how to speak about correctly and not accidentally misgender someone or, you know, is it okay to use the word woman or should I say, you know, like whatever else. Like I think a lot of people get hung up on that stuff and like it just takes practice. It takes talking to people of different gender identities and being okay with being corrected and being comfortable in that space, even if you don't feel any questions about your own gender to like hold space for people that do. Mm. And we kind of suck at that, but <laughs> we can do better. <laughs> to your point too, like the simple answer would be like, just ask, but sometimes people are not comfortable asking. Right. Yeah. And nobody really wants to fuck up. I, mm -hmm. I think everybody really genuinely wants to be kind to others for the most part, except yeah except the Republicans. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> any Republican. Except, except for the Trumpsters. Like no, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, Specifically. I just, Sorry. No, but you know, there's, there's, there's always a subset of individuals, whether you're, whatever your political views are, they're, they're kind of mean, yeah. but for the most part, like mm -hmm. everybody wants to treat others kindly. And I think like, just if we just say, Hey, just ask me, I mean, we got to be a little bit mindful too. Maybe they're not comfortable asking. So how do we cultivate mm -hmm. a society that makes it okay to ask and also not take offense if like we do get it wrong and not reprimand yeah. others. It's funny as I'm bringing this up, I'm thinking about my own feelings when people ask me what my gender identity is or like what my pronouns are. And mm -hmm. I, I'm not comfortable getting asked, which is so weird, probably because I haven't defined Sorry, it for myself. I did that like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. No, no, no. I just, it's not a bad thing. It's just something that I'm realizing in myself. I, I like freeze up a little bit because I don't quite know how to answer that. That's not your mm -hmm. problem. That's just something that's happening for me, you know? Yeah. Interesting. The other side is, yeah, me getting comfortable with people asking, here I am. I'm saying, hey, just ask. And then <laughs> on, the other, on the other side, is like, oh, I feel so weird. Yes. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> See? I'm a hypocrite. You contain multitudes, Tito. I mean, like, I think people have to be okay with not getting an answer, too, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think it's a journey for both sides, always, right? There's never just, like, a one-sided kind of journey when you're, when you're, yeah. what's the word? When you're in relationship with others, whether it's romantic yeah. or friendships or just, like, in the moment grocery store person. Um, it's always, you know, it's Those are my journey. favorite ones. <laughs> yeah, me too. A very important relationship between you and, and the checkout person. They can be. I love those little yeah. moments. Yeah, I like judging what's in people's carts. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that freezer food, you lazy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Or trying to figure out like what kind of event they seem to be having. <laughs> and then you think None about of these the people has a husband like... that makes gourmet food. 
what, what holiday is it? Oh, the Super Bowl is a Sunday. That's what you're getting your food for. <laughs> That's a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> Fourth of July. Yep, right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like hot dogs. I fucking love hot dogs. I had one yesterday. I Sorry, like, that was like, really all they're, other kinds of sausages. There's jokes in here somewhere, friend. <laughs> Just say. <laughs> Like not man jokes. Not man jokes. <laughs> well, Tito, you give. I feel like every time you come on the podcast, you give us so much to to think about and and chat about. So that's super appreciated. And I I think the fact that we had a whole like long conversation about gender identity that didn't have any kind of like straightforward answer is super rad and should be the norm. Like. None of us know what the fuck's going on. We don't need to. And that's 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 the way it is. Okay? okay? I like it. I dig it. <laughs> that's the way it is. Yeah. So thank you. Love thank you, you Tito. Tito. You're the best. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah. Of course. We'll have you on next season. Don't worry. Always. Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be a season it. without Tito. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I appreciate you both. Love you. Thanks. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Do you have thoughts, questions, love for Tito? You can reach out to us via email at hello at sexedshouldn'tsuck.com or check us out on our socials where sex ed shouldn't suck in a lot of places. The shouldn't is spelled <laughs> S-H-L-D-N-T. You know, don't get it twisted. Um, <laughs> and then you can also check out our website. Isn't that right, Kaylee? Yeah, you can check out our website, which is sexedshouldn'tsuck.com. You can go there to find our episodes, to find merch, to get a link to our Patreon, which, speaking of which, thank you to our favy patron, Billiard. Billiam. <laughs> yeah. Billy boy. Billtastic. Love him. <laughs> thank you, Bill. And if you want your name to be said in a bunch of weird ways consider also becoming a patron you you get all kinds of you don't just get that you get other things ask bill yeah you get other things yes like our undying love and gratitude (laughs) uh stickers yeah merch things you Mm -hmm. know there are options check it out yeah you could also check out our newsletter there's a summary there of what's going on in the podcast recent news other things around the internet that we liked so please Mm -hmm. sign up for that on substack Yep, there's also a link to that from our website as well. So you'll figure it out. You're a bunch of techies, More I know. to check out our website. Yeah. And finally, thank you to Kent. Kent Soliday. What a guy. Kent <laughs> what a Soliday guy. He's really into Planet Coaster. If you're into that, you should help me try to convince him to start streaming it. Because I think it'd be fun. I would watch it. I don't know. Anyways, join us next week when we talk to Alex Liu, the director and star of a sex education documentary that just came out called Sexplanation. It's a super it's dope really, interview. Really so, and it's a good documentary. So go watch yeah. that and then listen to the interview or vice versa. Yeah. Whatever I think order. you should watch the documentary first, honestly. That's my recommendation. But you yeah. do whatever you want. We do kind do of anything. have some spoilers in our interview with him. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But he is—he is a gem of a person. So please check yeah. out our next episode. Yep. See you then. Bye. Bye.
Jen, do you have hot dogs in your fridge right now? I don't. I just ordered a bunch of Thai food. Tito, you can't just like ask people that. <laughs> you just ask you got hot, hot dogs, dogs in, in my there? fridge right now. Got hot dogs in your fridge right now? <laughs> <laughs>